Welcome to Bros and Birdies, the golf podcast. It's episode 20. And before we get into the nitty gritty, here's another song. A little funny take on the Pretenders classic, Don't Get Me Wrong. Welcome to Bros and Birdies, the song, it's our take on the Pretenders classic, don't get me wrong. We are at Liberty National this week, the birthplace of the Brooksy and Bryson feud. Do you remember the case of slow play? But come on guys, we're on golf and cheers, not Michelob sneers. You've got Bryson wrong. I think you're dazzled by the science. I do. He hits the ball so high. It's gravity-defying. It is. So I wrote this song to show you that I stand by his side at a time when there are Brooksy goons coming at him like a Michelob tide. They're not mentally strong. How can you be mentally strong when you shout mashed potato? Or shout another player's name when the other player's playing us? I don't know. Don't ask me. I know you weren't anyway. Brooks has gone wrong. I think he's mentally distracted. He's wondering how the pip fun works. And now he's got something called Barstool Style? (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Because I know that some really like him. God knows. But it really makes you realise that I think that shits have eyes. I think they do. But once in a while, and two people meet, Seemingly for no reason, they just pass on the street. They're suddenly childish, with atmosphere in the air. Those Brooksy shouts and the Michelob sneers, it's only cheers we want to hear. It really is just the cheers, guys. Not the childish sneers. This is quite a long interlude, so you can... Enjoy the Pretenders music before I speak over it again. I think people have got Bryson wrong. I think he's genuinely a nice guy, but he's trying something different, and there is nothing wrong with being different. His game's so long, but the science was to eat more. He might eat veg tomorrow, he might, but he needs meat every day, every day, protein. Brooks is so wrong. I think he's falling out of fashion. Was he ever in it? This feud is so believable, but the pip may prove us wrong. Now rivalry is fantastic, but bullying's very wrong. I thank you.
that was your song. I hope you liked it. And now time for the 19th hole news. It's the 19th hole. It's the 19th hole. It's the 19th hole news. It's the 19th hole news. Over on the Corn Ferry Tour, it was Englishman David Skins won the Pinnacle Bank Championship and has earned his first PGA Tour card. He's had two wins on the Corn Ferry Tour, one of them beating Sunjay Im. So well done to David, the lad from Lincoln, and we'll see him on the PGA Tour next season. On the LPGA, it was Rihanna O'Toole who defeated the amazing Lydia Ko to win the Scottish Open at Dumbarney Links in Fife, and they head to Carnoustie this week for the Open and a great prize fund. On the PGA Tour, it was Kevin Kisner, not Kosner, who wins the Wyndham in a six-way playoff. This ain't no hobby, as he would say. And on the European Tour, in the Kazoo Classic, it was Callum Hill. Finally got his victory, finally got his W. And he has proven to be such a success this year on the European Tour. And well done to Callum. And that is... Your 19th hole news. It's the 19th hole. It's the 19th hole. It's the 19th hole news. It's the 19th hole news. Right, that was your 19th hole news. And we welcome the other brother from the same mother back on Bros and Birdies podcast. We were close last week and we will talk about that going forward. But hello, Graham. Hello, mate. How you doing? You all right? You good? Oh, very good, mate. Very good. Like the song again. Different twist on it this week. Well, a bit of spoken words. A little bit of like Damon Alburn meets a poet who didn't know <laughs> it. I don't know. It. <laughs> yeah, no, well, you know. I liked it. it. I liked it. I, it was a pretender song and I was, I was thinking about pretending to sing, but I didn't sing. So I thought I'd just, um, just have a few lyrics in there. I thought the lyrics were quite good, quite apt for this week. Going back to Liberty, where the the start of the um, the angst between Brooks and Bryson began with the um, the slow play and what have you. So, yeah, yeah it was kind of nice. But what other news? We've had 19th hole news. But other yeah, news? what other news in the world of golf have we got? Well, a couple of things, I think, um, from things that I've seen this week, actually. The biggest talking point this week is Jordan Spieth signing a partnership deal with the American gambling giant FanDuel. Um, it, it's quite a big deal. And um, Jordan Spieth is now kind of the, the face of golf. He joins Charles Barkley and Pat McAfee on the FanDuel team. And he's kind of um, taking, uh, I guess, reaping the rewards from something that, you know, the Supreme Court did three years ago where they struck down a federal law prohibiting gambling. Um, the PGA Tour are now kind of leaning into this space, really. So, um I think Bryson was the first one to do it with DraftKings. Uh, and now Jordan Spieth bandwagon has got himself a nice multi-year partnership deal. Nice little bit of money coming in because uh, the golf might subside. But yeah, no. So that's one bit of news. Um, I'm surprised, bit, I'm surprised yeah. Lefty didn't get involved with some sort of betting. You know, he loves his betting. He, yeah, loves he his, likes his know. gambling, doesn't he? He's, yeah, I know Bryson with the, the DraftKings and will be um, taking part in DraftKings this week. So, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know too much about FanDuel. And um, I think once we get off this podcast, I will do a little bit of digging. But that's, that's, Yeah, but that's, that's, that's a big bit of news this week. Um, the other bit of news is at the ARG Women's Open this week, which is being played at Carnoustie. 
It's uh, setting a, a new record, a new benchmark for prize fund on the women's tour with $5.8 million up for grabs and $870,000 to the winner, which I think is kind of big news. Um, so that's one other bit of news. And then it's being played at Muirfield next year in 2022. Mm. Um, yeah, so so that's, that's a big one for the women's tour. Um, another bit of news, obviously, we've got... Danny Willett and Henrik Stenson playing in the Czech Republic this week. And I wonder if they're really targeting a Ryder Cup charge. No. Um, yeah, Get out. they are. They are. They are. Get out of here. Henrik Stenson. Jeez, I wouldn't, you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't out, have mate. him on. No, I wouldn't have him, I wouldn't have him on my four ball at the local club, do. It's, we, no. we will see. If, if they perform this week, uh, maybe Padraig Harrington's got to kind of stand up and have a look. But maybe, I know it, it's not news, but I thought it was an interesting fact out there. Mm. And uh, and the last bit of news, sadly, is um, Gary Player's wife has just passed away after 64 years of marriage. They had six children and 22 grandchildren. Vivian Player, uh, which is a bit of sad news. So, um, yeah, there are a few talking points in golf. Uh, which I, I thought was interesting. Oh, bless her. That's a lot of grandchildren. Yeah, a lot of grandchildren. And a lot of Christmas presents. Yeah, well, you got the money. Well, well yes, yeah. Well, <laughs> unless it, unless his son's taking it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, hey, but that's no, that's good. That's good extra news, and it's great for the women. Um, you know, getting that extra. It's getting a lot more competitive on the the women's tour, and it's it's great to see. There's some characters on there, um, and that's a lot of money. I'm Carnoustie's going to play. It's going to play tough this week. There's a bit of yeah. bit of wind up and around the Carnoustie area, and that we know that course can show its teeth at times. Um, yeah, so that's um, a good bit of extra news. You know, we're looking back at last week. Um, we were very close. Oh, we had... mate, seriously, oh. driving me insane. That was on Sunday night. Oh, well, you know, you sort of, one. well, you sort of, you know, the week before we had a big and. And then you get lads in contention and you think, okay, well, go and push on. But you know what? You can't you can't knock um what Callum Hill did. It's been it's been there or thereabouts. You know, he's been knocking on the door, a young lad, he's got it over the line, and I really hope that um he can take it forward now. You know, he's got the win under his belt, the confidence is there, he's a talent, absolute talent. I to be honest with you, and this and I've mentioned it on the podcast many, many times. And there's big furore about Bobby McIntyre and what a great player he is and this, that and the other. And it's like, do you know what? I think Callum Hill's a better player. I think Callum Hill's a better player. He That's just a bold statement. Win. No, it is. You know, I'm full of bold statements. You know, oh, you are, yeah. as you'll see later, I'll probably stand by Mr. Norman again with my claim <laughs> that he's going to be a major winner. But you know, he, he is a talent. And, you know, we saw Bobby McIntyre scrape through the cut. And I think he's in the KFT playoffs this week, I, I believe, I believe to be the case. You know, there was talk of him early on, in the, well, especially after the Masters performance, you know, talk of him getting onto the Ryder Cup. Now, there's no, there's a possibility. You know, obviously, there's always a possibility, a chance that he could be a pick from Paddy. Um, I'd know. Not for me, not for me. And you, you mentioned Stenson and Willett and, and what have you. And there are a few, you know, you talk about the Ryder Cup, you look at Fitzpatrick. You know, Fitzpatrick's early season form was absolutely great. It was on song. He was battling for titles. He has faded into and um, morphed into a different player 
Yeah. His game is completely gone, but he gets an automatic spot based on his early early tour form. So you have to worry. You have to, from my point of view, you have to worry about who Paddy's going to pick. And this week, we'll obviously get a step closer to, uh, to finding out who Paddy's going to pick. I don't know when the cutoff time is. Do we know? I, th- I think the Americans are going earlier than the Europeans this year. Okay. Uh, I, th- I think the Americans are probably sort of three weeks away. I, I think Stricker's got to make the pick after the Tour Championship. Um, oh, well, okay. Yeah. Well, that's not early, early, is it really? I suppose. It's well, no, I, I think there's a bit of a gap. I think a couple of weeks, maybe two or three mm. weeks gap or something. But it's interesting you talk, I mean, Fitzpatrick and, and Bobby Mack. You know, Fitzpatrick's 23rd in the world and Bobby Mack's about 50, 51st, I think he is in the world. So, you know, he's kind of, I don't think Bobby Mack's high enough in the world rankings to command a place in the Ryder Cup this year for my personal opinion. So I'm with you on that one. Um, but you're absolutely also right about Fitzpatrick's form dipping. You know, mm. he's, he's been consistent, but he's not been knocking down the trees, has he? You know, he may be with well, his he balls. Has with but... his balls. <laughs> yeah, with his balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's golf balls for all exactly, those. Little... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Balls of steel. But you, you look who, who else, you know, could possibly get in there as a pick, you know, you've got, if you've got your, your, your lads, set on, on, on both sides, whether it's points scoring and money and whatever you, who, who would be right. That's, here's a question. Who would be your one, if you were given a one pick outside of the guys that are already looking like making it in, who would you take? Oh, crikey. I mean, that, that, that's a, a real tough question to answer at the moment. I mean, there, there are so many and I, I think I'm going to sit on the fence right now on that question, Craig, because I'm going to wait for the next two or three weeks. I want to see how these playoffs play out. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything going to be coming out of the European tour events. I'd be very surprised. I think it's that, you know, maybe some of the guys that are going to be playing in the playoffs, um, you know, it, I guess the, the likes of your Poulter, your Fitzpatrick, your Bobby Max, all that kind of stuff. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to abstain from answering that one at the moment. And I'll come back to you maybe in a couple of weeks time. All right. That really was sitting on the fence. And you know what? I'm not going to sit on the fence. I'm going to turn around and say Vincent Norman wins this week and he gets onto the Ryder Cup. No, he's not. Obviously not. That's not going to happen. But, um, well, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure We'll figure it out. And Paddy will figure it out. I haven't got... I'm like you. I'm, think, I'm looking at the players. I'm actually really quite worried. Now, mm. there's a potential that we might do a... a pre-Ryder Cup podcast with another podcaster uh, based in the States, which you've um, sort of facilitated. Maybe, and, yeah. And if that does happen, I, you know, I would say to our American listeners, I, as a European, I, as a GB and I, or whatever you want to call me, because we're not in Europe anymore, but I would, I'm really worried. I am actually really worried about our team, and I don't think it's as... as um, strong as some people might think. No, I, I think the Americans have got the momentum at the moment in terms of, you know, form in world golf tournaments. Um, yeah, and, and we've seen, and we talked about it the last couple of weeks about some of our English lads not mm. really performing on the big stage. You know, they're there or thereabouts, but they're not, they're not in wing contention. And, and that is a worry. So I'm with you on that concern. But uh, yeah, I think we, you know, we've got a few weeks to kind of settle into that and start, you know, having more of those kind of um, edgy discussions around Ryder Cup selection and right, leading okay. up to the Ryder Cup. Yeah, so 
good. Well, let's but let's take it away from the Ryder Cup. Then let's take yeah. it away from the Ryder Cup. Let's look you know, briefly at last week, and then we yeah. just discussed it. We were really close, and what have you? You know, what can you say about those tournaments last week? Yeah, just looking at the Wyndham. I mean, obviously, oh, great six-man playoff. You don't really see that that often. Obviously, Kevin Kisner got over the line on the second playoff hole, and you know, this ain't no hobby. <laughs> this ain't no hobby. This ain't no hobby. This is that that was that's his tagline, and it's oh, um, it? oh, and then everyone's everyone's jumped on it. All the social media golf guys are like the the tweeting hashtag this ain't no hobby. It's like oh for God's sake, you know he's he's not. <sighs> anyway, is it okay. is he still spitting off the side of the course and the greens and stuff? I don't like it, but um, oh, he's yeah, probably so. chewing tobacco. Yeah, that's yeah. It. But anyway, it was a six man playoff, won by Kevin Kisner. Um, Henley, Russell Henley, short miss, and another, another <laughs> blow up, another blow up this season. Another. I think that's about his third. So this guy's in a right head mess state at the moment, and I don't know how he's going to get out of it. To be honest, oh with come him. on, I wouldn't mind being a pound behind him. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> no, what's exactly. he would on the tour it's this year with his no, blowouts? No, but, you know, but, millions. Listen, but... It's not a, not about the money. It's about the winning. Yes, it is. It's, it's all about, about the, the money. Winning. It's all yeah. about the king, ching, 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 ching. It's all about the money. Well, yeah. I think it's all about the winning. Anyway, I. Well, how's he going to respond? He'll probably come back and win this week in New Jersey, but we'll see. Anyway, I think that was a right capitulation. Rose missing out on the, the oh. FedEx playoffs. I mean, you know, he was one of he was oh one of your God. picks. That he should, at a minimum, have been in that playoff. No well, doubt can I, about can it. Can I just say, right? So you look at the stats, the putting stats, and within ten feet, he's I think he's in the top five. The putting stats, but he just oh, I don't know. So I don't know what it is with Rose. He just, he's there. You know, a few years ago, he wins the FedEx playoffs. And, it, you know, oh, he's got his game back. And then he goes away again. And then he reverts back to his old clubs and old putter. And then he looks like he's getting there again. And then he's like, then he's, he's gone. And then he's contended and he's gone. It's such an up and down. I, I, I feel, I feel like I'm related to him. You know, his journey as an amateur and, in the yeah. open and, and then all the way through. I feel, I just feel like, come on, Rose, you, you should, you should have gone and, and got in that playoff. But to miss that was uh, uh, scandalous, scandalous. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, again, you know, he just, what did he miss out by one shot from the playoff? Two shots, maybe, I think it was. But yeah, so, so that was another, you know, Wyndham disappointment. Um, a positive, Chess and Hadley's hole in one at the 16th. What an amazing celebration. One thing interested me about that, though, well, he was. got in, didn't he? He got into the playoffs, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the the interesting point about that was he hit that shot and his playing partners just walked off like they normally do. And they were a good, like, 20, 30 yards ahead. And then they just stopped in their tracks when that ball went in the hole and then obviously had to backtrack. And he was doing all this song and that. I thought that was really interesting last week. But, yeah, it was um, that was a highlight of last week for me watching that tournament. But, yeah, we were close. We were close with a couple of golfers there, but that that was the Wyndham for me in a short wrap up. Um, move over to the kazoo. Yeah, the kazoo. It's um, I, I like the course. I was going to go down there on the Friday, shame, but shame uh, we didn't get there. Yeah, no, no I really wanted to, but I couldn't say um, due to commitments and what have you. But you know, again, players so close. You know, Blandy obviously getting getting close and I thought he was going to do it because he tends to have a, a high success rate in the well a good 
scoring average in the fourth round. If you look at his, his scoring averages over the European Tour this season. And I thought, you know what? He's going to kick on. And he started well and then just faltered a little bit. But, you know, it's it, it's not an easy... It wasn't an easy track. It wasn't an easy track. And you miss it in the wrong spaces and you, you, you can cause yourself a lot of a lot of harm. Ryan Fox, obviously they're about... Rasmus Hoygaard, oh. your pick. You know, you know five... That, you know, ten under... Was that on Saturday? Yeah, it was. Yeah, 10 on the Saturday. I watched watched those first two holes on the Sunday and (laughs) I knew he was not going to win that tournament. I know he tried to come back and everything, but I think, you know, he he lost that tournament, I think, in the first five holes of the Sunday, really. Mm. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, a bottle job for me. Um, Wiesberger, even bigger, missing so many putts from short range. You know, this guy's trying to get into the Ryder Cup team and in a match play situation, missing short putts, no, he's out. You know, P- Padre Harrington should not be picking him. But um, he should have won that tournament, hands down. I-, I said to you last week, you know, confident. He was my big play last week. I was big on him. And he, he severely let me down. And everybody else that probably followed him. Yeah, we didn't have a winner. Everyone that didn't win. No, we got down. two places. Bland and, and Hoygaard got us some place money back. So that was great. As you say, Callum Hill, great win. It was coming. He was trending in the, in the right direction. But a great course set up at the London Golf Club. Really liked it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure they're going to play there again this year. We must make a concerted effort. I know we're trying to get to the, the BMW at Wentworth and we need to make that happen. But um, the, the other thing last week as well, I'll tell you, I'm just a quick call out, right? Is um, Josh Antman, right? He's been really kind to us this year. He's he's actually responded to some emails and stuff and given some good advice. And he fronted the Sky coverage last week. And I thought it was such an easy listen. No controversy, no nothing. I thought he was really professional. And it was great to see some new blood fronting the show in the studio. No, so, uh, I, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah, no, I totally agree. I like Josh a lot. I think his podcast is great. Um, it's a good listen, like you said, very easy. Yeah, it, there's no sense of you know direction of um, you know favoritism or you know, if he's got an issue with something, he's very very neutral. And I think that's yeah, that's what we want to hear. You know, yeah. if you if you're paying a lot of money for Sky Sports, um, which we do over here in England then you want proper neutral. You want them to discuss the, the hot topics, but you don't want to hear someone having angst with a certain individual. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But So that was a positive. And Radar, as ever, was amusing. Oh, I know oh, he was by his side is, yeah, and yeah. stuff. And, yeah, the, so I love that connection. I thought it was really good. And that, that, yeah, well, I well. enjoyed that last week. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's really well. the kind of roundup of last week. Well, let's wrap that up then. And let's get straight on to the first first event of the FedEx playoffs. Um, we're, we're, we're heading to New Jersey. New Jersey, baby. Let's have some coffee. What? Yeah, coffee. What? If you've, Cup what, of coffee. Have you got... <laughs> oh, right. <yeah. laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I knew what it was. I've, I've watched Goodfellas and, and all that malarkey. And, um... Hey, do you know what? It's Because when I was... Um, I saw this course, or I drove past this course when we, I was working over in the States. And who would have thought? Who would have thought? So I wasn't really massively into golf then. I played golf and what have you, but not massively into Who would have thought I just drove straight past Liberty National um, on a trip? And we got a boat over to 
Statue of Liberty, Staten Island and what have you. Amazing place in the shadow of New York City, Manhattan. Only, I think it is a mile or so away from uh, one of the holes is a mile away from the Statue of Liberty. Liberty National. And as discussed in the song, the birthplace of the Bryson. And yes, Brooks yes, feud. it was. Yes. The feud the whole... that rumbles on a year later, like an anniversary. Yeah, exactly. The slow, the slow play. It was all about the slow play then. And it hasn't got any better since. But yeah, Liberty National Golf Course. So, Mr. Man About the Course, tell us about the course. Man About the Course, Man About the Area. Just give you a few few stats and facts about New Jersey. So, New Jersey, Northeast US State, 130 miles of Atlantic coastline. Uh, just across the river, the, the Hudson River is the state, as you've already said, of the iconic Statue of Liberty. Population of about 9 million people. Home to more diners than any other US state. And the oldest seaside resort in the U.S. But yeah, this is where the Liberty National is this week in New Jersey. It's a par 71, roughly about 7,400 yards long. It's a coastal course, but not a Lynx coastal course, if, if you know what I mean. Um, it's about 12 holes with water in play. And again, we've got bent grass fairways um, and also pure bent grass greens this week. So, yeah, like, like this, uh, this setup at Liberty National this week and, you know, wind and rain can be a factor here, obviously, because it is on the coast. And I, I think the wind factor as well is, uh, I know they've had some recent hot weather, um, which would have made the course a little bit quicker. And there is a chance of possible thunderstorms this week and you may get them rolling in and out as you do on a coastal course. But 20 mile an hour winds can really shape the uh, the leaderboard as we know and it could be a factor this week but um we'll, we'll see what we get possible delays along the the four days but thunderstorm setting in from wednesday evening so um yeah so th there's a few points about the course the greens uh sort of contoured and, and tricky in many respects and we also have uh, in course record here is 62 which is nine under on a par 71 quick maths uh set by kevin chapel in 2013 and matched by troy Merritt in 2019 so another interesting fact here and i was looking at scoring average statistics um, when it was played, the Barclays in 2009, 2013, in 2019, in 2009, sorry, it was 72.28. And that was ranked eighth of 51 courses on the uh, PGA Tour roster. In 2013, it came down to 71.15, therefore ranked 22nd of 43 courses played on the roster and two years ago when it was played 2019 70.25 so over the three times that it's been played here it's got easier the scoring average has got easier so i think we may be expecting low scoring at the tournament this week so there's a few points about uh, liberty national anything that you've got to add on top no not a great deal you know the average green size quite small um you're looking at the average green, so it's four and a half thousand square feet. Um, you look at courses that are similar, similar in length, of course, and green size. Um, you know, you're looking at Muirfield Village, host the Memorial, TPC Boston that used to host the Northern Trust. Obviously, it's not now. Colonial Country Club, the Charles Schwab, TPC Deer Run, John Deere Classic, and the Detroit Golf Club for the Rocket 
Mortgage Classic. Two other courses that have smaller screens are Pebble Beach, Harbour Town. Um, and do you know what? I look at the, when I did a um, doing a proper flyover and looking at the course and going back over sort of President's Cup footage and what have you. I do liken it to Pebble Beach in a way. Yes, I know it's not the, the coastal is we were talking about. But yeah. It's just, the, you know, the, the, some runoffs around the greens and runoff areas and bunker placements and the shapes yeah. of some of the holes and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I can you know, I see a similarity to um, Pebble Beach on, on that rate. And, you know, all these greens, you know, I think this ranks, what, fourth smallest behind, um, as in, green size average green size behind pebble beach harbour town and tpc southwind so looking at um looking at stats and how i've gone about looking at this course ahead for picks it's been about looking at golfers of you know who played well at rocket mortgage john deere classic charles Schwab memorial etc pebble beach harbour town and seeing there's a similarity there and and seeing what, what players are like in these longer holes with the, the smaller greens you know your pinpoint accuracy so obviously you've got to be quite accurate off the fairway um but you've got to be spot on with your approaches so you know that's that's what i've got to say about the course um golfers with great course history around liberty national golf club you know since 2009 um playing at least six rounds you're looking at jason cockrack no shots gained. He's he's at two point zero six. Webb Simpson, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, Adam Scott, Brent Snedeker, Gary Woodland, Ian Poulter, Patrick Reed, Jason Day, if he's not injured, and Dustin Johnson. And three golfers have made all three cuts since two thousand and nine. And that is Webb Simpson, Adam Scott. No, four golfers. Sorry, Webb Simpson, Adam Scott, Phil Mickelson, and Charlie Hoffman. Only four golfers to make all. Three cuts since 2009 at Libby T National. That's, that's interesting. Cause okay, I'm glad because that's I'll, why I wrote it. Well, no, it is interesting. I'd be very surprised whether any of those four are in our picks. Um, for they're not in mine. So that means... <laughs> <laughs> I know, well, yeah. just you reading them out, you know. Uh, <laughs> no. it, was, it was 12 years ago, damn it. <laughs> yeah, no. It, I mean... It, all good statistics and facts. And another one I just want to kind of throw over the top of that as well is that all the Barclays Northern Trust big tournament winners, you know, the big tournament winners here at this course and uh, and at this tournament. And there've been multiple PGA Tour winners. Nine of the ten renewals um, all being won by previous upstate victories in North America. So, you know, again, mm. you know, regions, horses for courses, all that kind of stuff. You know. We always look at these angles. We always look at these angles. And and it's good to look at them because you get the full, you know, the length and breadth of everything. But some of the things that I'm looking at this week is, you know, in terms of the stat angle, I'm definitely going to be looking at scrambling. You know, you've already talked about these runoff areas and, you know, the greens, the, the greens are kind of, you know, contoured and tricky. But if you've got tough pins, tough pin placements, you know, mm. there's going to be an emphasis on scrambling, I think, this week. So I've gone with... Accuracy off the tee, for sure. GIR, which I always hold very high up the, the rankings from a statistical point of view. And especially small greens. Yeah, yeah, small yeah greens. definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, to get 70% plus here at this course is no mean feat. So you know, anybody that's trending in that angle this year on these types of courses, I think is definitely going to figure highly. 
So yeah, th- there's some of my stat angles this week. But yeah, I'm but looking forward to it. You, you've got it. When when I looked at and I went back and looked at the President Cup, uh, President's Cup a few years ago, and I was going through each round, the highlights and, and watching these shots. Now, in total, six of the 18 holes at Liberty National are at least 110% the length of the median hole relative to the median PGA Tour hole at the same par. So basically, the holes are long, right? But when you look at the um, you look at the coverage and it's easy to see, right, because of the small greens and the long holes, the runoff areas. And so your short game, when we saw it in the President's Cup, we saw a lot yeah. of phenomenal shots, short oh, no, game. Phenomenal. No. Oh, no, no. Patrick Reed, Jordan Spieth, you know, the likes of them. And and how, you know, Brandon Grace played really a short game around when he was in the President's Cup. It was, was, it was great. So you've got to... Yes, you. Could. It sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Really, in the sense that you've got to be accurate off the fairway or put it in the right place. You've got to be accurate towards the green. But if you do miss the green, then you've got to have a good around the green game, and then you've got to have a good putting game. So basically, every <laughs> every part of your game's got to be good to win around here, which is not the case, right? And I don't want to, because if you the greens are not difficult, right? The green mm. the greens run true. The greens are absolutely spot on right considering this was a golf course built on a dump you know yeah and they they laid thousands and thousands of square meters of plastic right across the land to stop stop any toxins seeping through to the soil when they laid the soil on the top it was a, a crazy feat of engineering to think think about what they've achieved here on an old dump next to the hudson river but if you hit it into the the right areas in the greens, just in the heart of the greens, it won't be because they're not massive. And you'll have a chance all day long, right? So I can I can see why players like Ian Poulter, you know, have done well around this track because you know he's all about finding those greens and hitting them in the centre. So it's going to be a really interesting tournament. I can't wait. Can you give us a little bit? about what happens what happens from this week to next week regarding the playoffs yeah so it's almost like an elimination process really so we're starting out with 125 golfers actually 124 this week because there is one notable absentee which is louis oosthausen who's actually not playing this week and he's decided to take the week off um you know so He's obviously high enough in the FedEx rankings that he will automatically get through to next week. But I think from this week, we go from 125 down to 70. And then we go from 70 down to 30 and then 30 to the winner. And that that's the kind of, it's a process of elimination. And that's what makes it really interesting. And, and the stakes are really, really high. You know, the further you go, the greater the windfall is going to be financially for these golfers. But isn't it quite interesting? Because I, mean, I watched Louis in the President's Cup at Liberty National. Very interesting. He obviously does not like this course. Mm. You know, he didn't play He didn't play great in the President's Cup. You know, I think the Americans give him a good stuff in, in the end. But um, he obviously doesn't like it. So he's high enough in the rankings. To, I'll give myself a week off and I'll go I'll go next week, which is, is quite, you know, you know, if it fits your eye, it fits your eye. And, and this course obviously doesn't suit Louis. For whatever reason, I I can't imagine why. To be honest with you, he's very accurate. He's a he's a, got a great short game. Yeah, around the green. 
But anyway, he's decided he's played a lot of golf, to be fair to Louis, and he's had a great season. So, right, without a further ado, that's enough about Liberty National Golf Club. Let's get into our picks and why. Let's do it, bro. Let's go for it. You go first. Give us your pick. Right, come on then. Let's have this. I'll tell you what, I'm 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 gonna do it differently this week. I'm going outsiders backwards. All right. So I'm going the outsider play first. No. And an interesting pick, really. But given the close affinity with New Jersey, New York, and Irish, right? It's almost like Ireland's second city. I'm going this week. Are you with... talking to me? What was that? Are you talking to me? <laughs> that was actually not bad. But it's Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry's 80 to 1 this week. And I think he is absolutely freaking big. I think he's really big this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you just have a fair ball? <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My brother's turned into a cat. I just tried to slip the F bomb, but I did it. I did it. Always, I did always it. knew he's a person. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, thanks, Ray. Uh, Lowry, eighty to one. I think <laughs> I think he's massive this week. I really like his chances Wait, in the okay. land of you know in the, in the second city of Ireland, and um, I, I just think he you know you called out Memorial, yeah, and you called out RBC Heritage as courses that may kind of have some kind of similarity, and. This year, he's had a tied six at Memorial, had a tied ninth at RBC Heritage at Harbour Town. So he's got that little bit of course form. He's had 11 top 30 finishes this season, 2021, of which four of those have been top 10s, you know, without actually winning. So mm. I I think, you know, coming into the playoffs, I think Shane Lowry's got the game. There's no doubt about it. I actually think, you know, if you look at those facts and what he's done this year, 11 top 30 finishes, four top 10s. That's actually quite impressive without winning. And at 80 to 1, I think he's big. So I'm going to play Shane Lowry as my first pick this week. And, you know, I use the Ireland New York reference rather loosely. You know, forget that. But, and it's, he isn't really striking high on the stat angle as well either. But I just think coming into this week, I think he's got the game. He's got a big one in him. He's a big fella. 80 to 1, Shane Lowry, first play. He's got a big one in him. Then he's going to struggle to walk around the course, isn't he? Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, the, the Irish, yeah, I've spent time in New York and every corner seems to be an Irish bar. So he'll feel at home, even though the people in New Jersey would not like to call themselves New Yorkans, obviously. But, no, no. Um, there close. you are. Well, it is. It's close. It's a stone's throw. It's a skimming stone. Anyway, Daniel Berger is my first pick. Like him. The Americans love a burger. Let's hope they like this one. He's 30 to 1. Right, he was, he was tied fifth in the FedEx. He was tied thirty fourth in the John Deere Classic, tied twentieth in the Charles Schwab, tied thirteenth in the Heritage, and won the Pebble Beach Pro Am. So, if you look at what I've been talking about before, you know it fits the bill. He obviously played these longer courses, smaller greens. He plays them well. You know he's played eight. He's only played eight tourneys since the Masters. Hasn't played a lot of golf at all. He ranks high on the par three scoring over 200 yards. And I think there's three par fives that are over, uh, sorry, three par threes that are over 200 yards here at Liberty National. He ranks high on bogey avoidance. So yeah. I was talking about these small greens. You miss them. You've got to get up and down. He did very, very well. Um, played really well in the, in the President's Cup. 
This guy loves these greens. He putted so well on these greens. Now, if you watch the highlights again of the President's Cup, then Berger is a, a takeaway for that, especially on the, on the final day. And he had a, you know, like I said, he had a great performance at the 2017 President's Cup. He ranks high on shots gained approaching the green. For me, he ticks all the boxes, hasn't played a lot of golf. He is coming into his own. Do you right know what? I, I'm with you. And, and he was on my short list. He's had nine top 10 finishes this season, which has included, included a win at Pebble Beach. But, you know, nine top 10 finishes. That's impressive. Solid. So, yeah. In, in the land, you know, in, in the capital of Dinerland, Burger. Yeah, it's apt. Um, you know, we, we make these weird and wacky associations with these golfers. But I think form alone, I think Daniel Burger's. I'd be surprised if he's not inside the top five this week. Daniel, you're a star. Yeah, anyway, so that, he's my first pick. Love it, love it. Daniel Berger saves me from picking him. Anyway, um, second pick. Here we go. Let's go. He's an Aussie. He's got oi, mullets. Oi, oi. He, oh, you're not. A, he, uh, do you know what? It was a shock, obviously, to miss that that playoff at the FedEx St. Jude, he will be kicking himself. He'll be yeah. fishing in the Hudson all bloody oh, day when no, he play no, any he golf. Won't. I'll tell you what, yeah, his, mullet, his mullet's going to save him. It's a bit of mullet. Um, anyway, yeah, he's uh, <laughs> 40 to 1, Cam Smith. He's had five tied 10th or better finishes in 2021. And he ranks inside the top 10 on two of my five markers this week. He does and what? He's ranked ranked oh, okay. yes yeah. yeah you got it and oh, sorry um, just yeah. broke up a bit it's, did i anyway no he's um cameron smith the australian 40 to 1 and and i like his chances this week i think he's smarting from the fedex and i think he's going to come back with a bang he's a top tournament player and cameron smith is my second play 40 to 1 Okay, well, yeah, he, I think he needs to turn in, turn, turn it around a bit. I think he's fallen out of form a little bit, hasn't he? But, um, but yeah, he's a, he's a talent, and I think he'll love these small greens. Um, I think you're right. So, second pick for me. You see, I'm looking down because I picked five this week, right? And that's that's quite a lot for me. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get him out of the way early, and he's an obvious one. But I still think he's 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 value. If you go back to the days of Tiger Woods when he was at his height, right? You, I think you get four to one on tournaments. And, at his and height, what, what Tiger Woods was six two, yeah, six foot two. Yeah, he's not that big, is he? Jesus Christ, is he that big now? I don't know. You said about his height, but you weren't talking about height, were you? Shut up, you! <laughs> oh my God, he's lost so much hair, and then his accident—I think he's had a bit trimmed off his his foot. Anyway, I, I do you know what? John Rahm, right? John Rahm is is ten to one. I think that's a big price. I know it's ridiculous to say, but like I said, in the height—not his height—but in the when Tiger Woods was playing his best golf, you were looking at four to one. Rory yeah. McIlroy, when he was playing his golf, you were looking at short odds. Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth back in the day. I think 10 to 1. He's high up on boy, bogey avoidance, right? He he was winning the Memorial before he withdrew because of COVID, and he won it the previous year. So it fits, course fitting. He finished third here in 2019. Yeah, he did. Right? Stats are all solid all the way through his game. It's a slight concern they didn't. He doesn't play the Charles Schwab very well. He's missed a few cuts, but you know that just—I don't know—that might be 
the shape of the, the, the course, not the length and the small greens. It just might not fit his eye. But I think 10 to 1 is a is a massive price. And that, that sounds ridiculous, but he hasn't played that much golf, mainly because he's had COVID all the bloody time. But um, I think with all the stats there, I think John Ron, 10 to 1 is second pick. Well, that, that that interests me that one because yeah, I mean yeah, I'm totally with you all the way, and and I you know John Rahm's my big play this week singly. Um, he's he's in all of my doubles, and and I'm with you all the way. You know, as long as the COVID hokey cokey has yeah. stopped God. and it hasn't really got him down, you know, it's his four. It, it's been a John Rahm year. You know, he ended last year strongly. It's been a John Rahm year. He's been absolutely. I'm going to say it again. Phenomenal this year when he has played. All right. He's only won once. He won at the US Open. But not a bad one to win. You know, Crikey, I, he's probably been chomping at the bit, waiting. Yeah, to but he play. would have won the memorial, wouldn't he? He was, he was running away. Oh, with of it. course, yeah, no, he yeah. So that, yeah, he would, he would have won twice. There's no doubt about it. But yeah, John Rahm, he's you know, birdie or better percentage ranked one on the PGA Tour this year. Strokes gained off the tee ranked two. GIR ranked four. You know, mm. he is striking all of those statistical rankings. I said the only concern for me is. Has his preparation been interrupted by COVID? Where's he been practicing? Where's he been? You know, where has he been for the last few weeks? Statistical what? What? Statistical what? Rankings. All right. So it sounds like you're turning into Jonathan Ross. Really? Have I? Yeah, I don't know. You've got a slight, slight, slight um, lisp. Yeah, have I? Okay. All right. Well, I'll I'll have a drink. It's anyway. No, it's (laughs) (laughs) it's John Rahm. And I'm with you on that one. So, yeah, stop, okay. stop snorting. Get on with it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so, that was... So, he'd be your... What, Tur- third? He's my third. He's my third pick this week. Well, you, you pick another one then, to be sure. All right, it's me last one. Right, okay. Here we go. Um, as you nick me third pick, it's Patrick Cantley. <laughs> Patrick Cantley. <laughs> Do you know what? One of these days, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release... The, um, the 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 edited versions of this podcast, <laughs> and for those a, those that want it, right? <laughs> Patrick Cantley. Oh it, no! For those that wants the the um, the edited version of a particular podcast um, oh, a few weeks man. ago, I I might have been drinking. I might have been drinking. Now, if you want that, contact us on social media, and I will send it to you. <laughs> And you can listen to it, and yeah, you can imagine <laughs> me being slightly drunk, my brother being slightly annoyed because Patrick Cantlay to someone that's drunk sounds very similar to something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyway, so yeah, Patrick Cantlay, go on, I'll try oh, and that, keep it together. That was fecking funny. That was no. It's anyway. Yeah, Patrick Cantlay, keep it together. Let's get on to the uh, the pick. Um, analysis and why we've gone for him. So he's had nine top 25 finishes this year, which included obviously the fortuitous win at Memorial. <laughs> he's doing it again. Yeah, and yeah. A cool. second at the Amex, a third at the Pebble Beach. He's a big tournament player. He's ranked one in <laughs> ranked one in Scramble. <laughs> Here we go. He's done it to me. He's ranked one in Scrambling. We're carrying on. He's 14. He's a number one stroke anyway. gained off the T and he's ranked yeah. 15 GIR and I you know we haven't seen him for a few weeks have we but um, 33 to 1 I think he's a big player this week so yeah I'm, I'm liking my stable uh, Lowry, Cantley, Smith and Rahm 
You're liking your stable, so feed the con- uh, the pony. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, okay. So that is that your last one? Yeah, that's. I'm only Jeez, playing we four. could be here a while. I'm so confident I've got, I'm playing four. I've got, got the whole bloody field <laughs> to come Go up here. Get him out. Right. Okay. Get it. What? Get him out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. While the wife's away. Right. Bryson the Shambo. <laughs> All right. That's original. Uh, he is shut up, right? He's, he's, <laughs> he is going to have an absolute nightmare in New Jersey, all right? Because it seems like the New Yorkers, a lot of them are taking Brooks on as his man because he, well, Brooks is just a fool. And um, I, I hope they don't. And I hope, you know, they don't get absolutely hammered and start shouting. I don't think, hopefully, there's not a Michelob Ultra bar. At Liberty National. But anyway, in 2019, he played really well here, right? I know he's a bit of a different player now. It's, we know his Tita Green game is strong, right? So he's top of shots gained from Tita Green. And that's what you need here. He's won the J, um, John Deere Classic, right? And the Rocket Mortgage, we know he missed a cut because of his caddy problem, right? Yeah. And so that's an issue. But we know... He tends to be able to fight, and he's good on the par threes, along par threes. He, he ranks highly on them. For me, 25 to 1, and he's got the bit between his teeth. There was a bit on his social media um, last week. And for me, I think his head's in the right place. And I think 25 to 1 is a, a cracking a cracking price for, for a guy. You know, we're going to get top eight on these guys. You're looking at fifth of the odds. You're looking at 5 to 1 to finish in the top eight. Yeah. Regardless of what you're thinking of him, he's one of the um, PGA Tour's best players. And I think that's a big price. Right, let's move on. Next one, Sebastian Munoz. Mm. Right? I don't even know how he pronounce his name. He's, Munoz, 100, yeah. he's 160 to 1. Good finishes in the Charles Schwab, finished third. Great finish in the John Deere Classic, finished fourth. Fourth in the Olympics, and he played well lastly last week without really threatening too much, but he played well. He's moderate on the stats, right? But he did well in the Tour Championship last year, and perhaps he likes this sort of end of season affair. I don't. He's a punt, but when you have a hunch, is he? You gotta roll with it. You gotta take your time. Anyway, that'll be a song for next week. So, Sebastian Munoz, one hundred and sixty to one. But I have a bigger price. Don't leave me. Don't leave him. Because if you leave me now. Anyway, this bet, this pick is uh, is picked on Merritt. His name's Troy Merritt. Oh, previous right? winner. Do you like that? Picked on Merritt, Troy Merritt. Yeah, hey, got it. Si- got sign it. me Go up. On. I'm available <laughs> uh, for bar mitzvahs, funerals, whatever you like. Um, anyway, he's tied 12th in 2019 here, right? And he shot 60, 62, I think it was, in the first round. That means he likes this course. Good finish, the Charles Schwab, Rocket Mortgage, and the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Off the tee, and his approaches were solid in the 3M, but his putter was ice cold, ice cold. I think he must have been putting like Sergio <laughs> Garcia. It's cold. I, think so. I think he had his ice. Was that cold? You're a weirdo. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but you know what? He's a big price, and he is worth a punt, right? Right, wicked. So we've got Merritt and DeChambeau are a punt, and Cantley's my pick. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, I think Troy Merritt is worth a puntly. Yeah. But, yeah, do you know what? They're my picks. So Bryson, John Rahm, Sebastian Munoz, Troy Merritt, Daniel Berger. I've got some big prices. I've got some short prices. Right? There we go. Have it. The whole, the whole field. 
Craig's gone shot. for the whole field this week. Yeah. Hey, well shut done. up. I'm not Ben Coley. <laughs> Come on, give me a give me a break here. <laughs> right. That's we can funny. Uh, <laughs> but that's funny. Hey, it's, funny. It, it's funny, but it's true, right? Yeah, okay. it's funny, but it's true. And then if if you don't if you don't get a winner out of all those picks, you remind someone that you mentioned the winner's name three weeks ago, and and, and that counts. But anyway, let's. Um, does that round up the Liberty National? Wicked, love it. Yeah, looking forward to it. Let's move on. Let's move on. We're going over to Prague. Let's I love go to Prague. The, the red light district. Yeah. Oh, mate, I love Prague. Have you ever been? I've been to Prague. Yes, a couple of times. Love it. I haven't. You haven't? I thought you said I you just, had. I just like the idea of it. Oh, yeah, no, it's a good, good place. should go. So you say the land of the red light district. Did you uh, Did you partake? I didn't. No, I walked past it. That's a fucking traffic light. Because <laughs> 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 it was, yeah. Jesus. Just because there was a woman waiting oh, there. Shit, she waited across the road. <laughs> she waited across the road. Come on, let's go, with with you. let's go to the golf tournament. Let's go to the golf tournament. Enough of that. I'm getting hot. They take cards now, by the way. Oh, did they? Apparently. Just swipe it down their ass. Right. <laughs> it's the Albatross Golf Club in Prague. Yeah, it is. It's right. Yeah. And we've An got albatross. a par 72 this week in... An albatross. That's a big bird. Did you see any big birds in Prague? Nope, didn't. They're all slim. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um par 72, 7,500 yards long. Um it's a big hitters paradise. It's a big hitters friendly track this week. And we're going to be looking for big hitters and other things as well. <laughs> yeah, but I like the look of this tournament. I'll tell you what, it's decaying. It's decaying this week, isn't it? <laughs> Hey, it's Sorry. it's a... <laughs> it's right. a hey, it's a big hitters with wispy fescue. What was her name? <laughs> You're gonna have to start that again. No, we're not. We're carrying on. Carry no, on. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. We're not. We're not. People want this. this. People want no, this shit. No, they don't. Come on. You can give Let's it to carry on. Let's out. carry on. No, 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 no. No. Anyway, so Albatross Golf Club, um, Prague. Tell us about the course. It is open, straightforward, but very long. Yeah, par 72, roughly about 7,500 yards long. I think it's going to be, you know, a low scoring event this week, no doubt about it. So it starts a. Do you think week... so? Yeah, no, I, I do. Well, interesting. I, I say that. I mean, the, the range of the winners have been from 13 under to 22 under, um, mm. you know, over the last six events. So, yeah, it could could be anywhere, but, you know, could they could even break the record. But I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be low scoring this week. It's starting a, a three-week um, tour of Europe uh, after the UK swing and you know it some of the characteristics around the course again you know thick rough um, in places sort of large undulate, undulating greens heavy bunkers you know deep bunkers as well so 
Um, whilst we may be seeing it as a kind of, you know, the big hitters are going to be favoured if they can keep it straight and, you know, on the fairways, there are plenty of runoff areas. But I think, you know, if you're keeping it straight, you're driving accurate, I think you're going to prevail this week. You're going to be, you're definitely going to be up there. There's no doubt about it. So what am I looking for this week? I'm looking for driving distance, driving accuracy. I'm also looking for par five scoring. I think all the par fives from what I've looked at are relatively easy um, obviously, my my obligatory GIR on the the stat radar as well, and I'm going to also thrown in strokes gained off the tee, and they're my five areas, and that's really what I'm looking for this week. And I can't, you know, there's not a lot I can say about the course other than you know, I mean, there is a, enough water in play to cause a little bit of damage, but it is it's an exposed parkland course, so. By its very nature, I think it's going to be relatively straightforward for a lot of these players. Not the best field in the world. Uh, I think we've got DVT, um, not pains in the legs, but um, and Horsfield are the highest ranked players in this week's tournament, ranked 96th and 98th. That oh, okay. tells you a lot about the field and it's weak. Well, there's not much trouble on the course, you know, Wispy's Fescue, open fairways, predominantly guarded by large bunkers, which won't cause the tour players any trouble. So you can actually, you know, you can grip it and rip it. Um, I, I do agree. You're right there. You got cold all of a sudden. No, sorry. I just had a sniffy nose and you said grip it and rip it and we're in Prague. It's all right. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> the, do you know what? I would have, um, there's a... The, there's a few players I would have picked, um, but I'm not going to mention them because I think it'll just contradict what you're going to say. Um, well, you know, it. will it? What? Do it. Well, I said that Horsfield is an obvious pick, no real value for me. And Mansell would be a pick, but I'm really worried about the fact that he is returning following a wrist injury. He's been off for a couple of weeks for that. But, you know, will it, um, you know, trying to get into the Ryder Cup? And obviously he's playing this week and he's playing next week in the European Masters. Um, I'm looking at the weather. If anything, it's going to be a slightly better start for the early players on Thursday. Um, I won't be judged. My picks are not based on that. Um, and I would like to just go back to Liberty National briefly. Now, if you're looking at the course on the Thursday, there's going to be a southerly wind um, for the early starters and that will change to a westerly wind. So you'll be pushing across the course. So if you're looking at your picks and you're, you're looking at the shape and the dynamics of the course, you're probably going to get a bit more help from that southerly wind rather than the later starters with the westerly wind, which will be cutting across a lot of their shots, whether it be, you know, fading or drawing. But anyway, I just... I'm confused, bro. Where are we? Are we in New Jersey or are we in Prague? Well, no, no, I just... I, do you know what? I had it on my notes and I completely forgot to say, and I was talking about the wind here. And... Oh, you muppet. Anyway. On, get back to Prague. Well, we're back to Prague. Anyway, so yeah, it is, for me, I'm going to be focusing on the, the big hitters, mate, to be honest with you. I'm going to be focusing on the guys, you know, shots gained off the tee. Um... You know, some of the picks will surprise you um, here, and a couple of them will not surprise you. But you know, it is what it is, and it's it's not a good field, like you've said. There are a few players, um, there are a few courses that I would sort of link it to, uh, comparison-wise. I would say the courses that they play during the, the Canary Island swing. Um, not much trouble off the tee. You know, obviously, it's going to be slightly warmer over there than it, it will be in Prague this week. But I'll be looking at players that have played well in those tournaments. 
and rather than looking at players who've been playing well recently or been playing well at difficult tracks like the British Masters and what have you. So um, so my picks will be solely based on the fact that they, they play well off the tee and will give themselves enough chances. So here we go. Shall I go first with our pick? Yeah, let's do it. Go on, go for it. Okay, so my first pick is um, Adrianaus, the Spanish. Um, he's, he's a big hitter. Um, 265s in the second and the third round wasn't enough and got pipped by... Um, Thomas Peters um, two years ago here. He hits it a long way, as we know. But obviously, those 265s would lead me to believe that he suits his eye. And, you know, if he hasn't played that much golf of late, and I think in the rest would have uh, done him the world of good, I would say if he'd been playing golf and performed well at the kazoo or performed well earlier than that, then he would not be 25 to 1. I think he's a big price. Dear, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure 25's big enough, but you know, in the theme of players that play with tapered in bottoms, and Eric Van Royen was a recent winner of yours, then maybe Adrian House fits the bill. So, when you yeah. when you say when you say tapered in bottoms, <laughs> you his, mean it's trousers, trouser bottoms, whatever <laughs> okay. you want to right, call yeah, it. Yeah. You know, wherever you're listening, it's like yeah, but uh, that, that's what he wears. Uh, you haven't got an ass, you've got a crack in your back. Right, but yeah. Okay. So, that, so he's my first pick. Okay, like that, like it. Um, okay, well, you don't. My... You just said you don't. I like it, but I don't. I do. I don't. I don't know what I'm playing the okie cokey. Anyway, here we go. Uh, my first pick this week. I am gonna go the other way. I'm gonna go favourites upwards. So I'm playing Horsefield this week, um, and I'm playing a Horsefield Ram double. I like it. It's it's got Horsefield is a bomber. I think he is the type of player in such a weak field, and he is ranked 98th in the world. He's the second highest ranked in this field. I've already said it. He was tied third in 2019 when they last played it here. He's a he, he's a big striker of the ball. He he strikes all of my statistical angles heavily this week, and I I think he could just rip this field apart. And I know he's only 10 to one. But I, I do feel that strongly about him. So that, that's why I've put Hors, Horsfield and Rahm in a double. But he's my first play. I would, I, yeah. Okay. Well, he's, yeah, he's an obvious pick. And it's, well, know, he's obvious. He's favourite. Of course well, he is. But, he's favourite for, he's favourite for a reason. But yeah. I would say, let's hope that he doesn't do his usual thing. And that's, you know, have a storm of a round on the Thursday, beat first yeah. round leader, and then disappear on the Friday and then try and get it back on the, on the Saturday and Sunday and just fail. Um, so let's hope he has four rounds together. And yeah, I, I, I like him. I like him, but for me, it just wasn't value. My um, you, you like him, but you don't. I like you, but I don't. <laughs> no likey, no lighty. Yeah, come on. Anyway, my, right, my next pick, pick, my next pick, I'm going to stick with him, right? He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Norman with two R's. It's Vincent Norman, the Swedish guy. You know I like him, but this course really gets me excited about him like not as excited as you going to Prague but you know he gets me excited and he's 25 to 1 he hits it a long way he loves the longer courses and I think he got into a bit of trouble over the last few weeks with the, the courses that he was playing a little bit finickety he's a young lad learning his game learning his trade but I think this will suit his game he's teeing off in the first two rounds with Daniel Vantada Tonda and um, Adrian Moronk and they both hit it. So all three will either hit it well and a long way or they're all Mr. Cut and um, game over. But he's my next pick. 
Okay, interesting. Well, I, I guess, you know, any, any future major winner has got to win at some point, haven't they? Some point soon. And, oh, you know, he will, as mate. you said, it, he's a future major winner, so let's hope you're right. Oh, when but, he yeah. wins, he'll what win. What was his price again? 25 to 1. 25 to 1. Okay, so 25 and 28. Okay, right. My second pick is a guy I played in my team last week. I thought I was riding high with a six under first round, and then he had an absolute crocker. Shot, sorry, shocker. It's crocker. Um, oh, yes, God. I, I'm playing the Yank again. Um, Sean Crocker. I, I don't know what the hell happened last week. I really do not. He missed the cut, didn't he? But um, yeah, six under starting round. And so he's obviously playing well, maybe on a slightly easier course. He's inside the top 15 on all five of my stat markers this week. He, in this season, he's tied ninth at the Irish. He's tied 11th at the Porsche European. Tied 18th at Tenerife. He clearly likes playing in the European events. As I say, don't know what happened last week, but I think he's going to come back with a bang, in with a shout. Obviously, I'm not going to be as confident as I am with Horsefield, but you know, at 35 to one, I've got to play him again. No, that's fair enough. You, hey, stand by, you know, stand by your man. Come on, Sammy. Um, oh, Tammy Owenette. Ah. Ah, I see what you're doing there. Um, anyway, my third pick. As a guy that I also played last week, um, I, I think I did. Yeah, I'm sure I did. Anyways, uh, he's got the moves like Jagger. He's got the moves. It's Louis de Jagger. Uh, 66 to 1. Big hit in South African. Do you know? And Yeah, he didn't play well a few weeks ago, and that's fine. But, right, his results in the Canary Islands, when I told you before about the courses and the fits and the models and he plays. He played well in the Canary Islands because he was able to grip it and rip it, right? And he'll be able to do that here. And he's able to thrash it without the worry of penalties. And for me, sixty-six to one. Okay, I would have liked a little bit bigger, but like you said, it's not a it's not a strong field. So sixty-six to one for Louis de Jaga, the big hit in South African, is my next pick. Excellent, excellent. Okay, well I'm sticking on the South African theme uh, theme, and I'm playing. Jacques Kruijsvik this week as my next play. 28 to 1. He is a golfer that I think is not going to be far off winning. Um, he was tied 7th in 2018, tied 23rd, 2019. He was ranked 1 in par 5 scoring in the stat angle that I'm looking at, ranked 11 tee to green, strokes gained. And I think he's not played for a while, has he? So he's back and he's had strong finishes in 2021. He had a seventh at the Austrian. He had a tied 10th at the Kazoo Open, a tied 11th at the ISPS Handa and a tied 17th at the BMW. So this guy has got some form in 2021. And I, I just think the big hitting factor was my deciding factor on playing him in my team this week. So it's Kruisvik 28 to 1. Well, you got to, you know, you got to stand by your, you know, your convictions. It's, you know, we were talking about big hitters, and that's who we're playing, and we we are picking a lot of big hitters, and I'm going to continue that mold, and I'm going to continue that mold with a South African big hitter for my next pick, and that's Xander Lombard. You know, mm. it, again, he shot a 65 here, right, in his last round a few years ago, and as I've said before, I like the way a player finishes around on a golf course. 
tends to lead me to believe that, you know, he's got to grips with it. So he comes back, comes back to the Albatross golf course in Prague. And, you know, we know he hits it well off the tee. And I think he's relatively high up there in the, the world golf rankings in this tournament. And I don't think that merits his 80 to 1 um, price. And I think he's overpriced. And I think he'll be up there with a shout. And again, you know, if we're looking at top seven or top eight um, and a fifth of the odds, then I think that's cracking value. Because at the end of the day, when you're picking, when you've got 150 golfers in the field and everyone's, oh, no, you know, we picked eight winners this year. We've also had a lot of place. You fact that you pick good value and you get a winner at say 20 to one, if they finish in the top eight, that's a damn good winner. 20 yeah. to one. So I think, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a lot to be said about that. Yes, we all like winners and that'd be fantastic. And we have had a lot of winners. We've also had a lot of place, but we look for the value. So Zander Lombard, 80 to one. Another Excellent. Yeah. I like the price. I, I did look at him a little bit actually, but uh, yeah, good price. 80 to one to that. Okay. My final play in Prague this week is Richard Mansell. I know you mentioned him earlier on. Mm. And did you say he's had a little bit of an injury? Has he? Yeah. He's, he was, he's had a couple of weeks off with a wrist injury. Okay, all right, but even still, regardless, I mean, if he's back this week, he's playing. He's obviously feels he's fit enough, but he was, he is ranked five driving accuracy, eighth strokes gained off the tee, nineteenth GIR, Um, best finish this year though, only a tied twelfth at the Canary Islands. So again, he's not been really knocking down the doors, and that's probably reflected in his price in a weak field, but. I do think he's got the game and he showed enough this year to, you know, hopefully try and feature on a track that I think might suit him. And at 55 to one, I think he's a decent price. And do you know what? He surprised when I was looking at the stats, he surprised, surprised me how far he hits it. Mm. I think he's like in top five or six of um, distance off the tee. And I didn't, I, when I watch him, I don't really see that, you know, he's not a big powerful bloke. But, you know, he, he did tweet um, this week that he's, he's feeling good, his wrist is feeling good, and he wouldn't have gone out to Prague if he, if he wasn't, obviously. Um, and he was going to be – I was going to pick him, and I'm glad you picked him because I really like him. Um, he seems a genuine bloke, and he, I think he's going places. Okay, so my last pick is a mahoosive price. A mahoosive price. He's a Norwegian. He hit two sixty sixes here before finishing 14th. He hits it a long way, makes a lot of putts. He's high up there on the stats for the putting. And when he's allowed to let loose, say, the Savannah Classic um, over in Kenya, he finished a really strong 20th in a strong field. This is not a strong tourney, as we have mentioned, right? So Christopher Reitan, Norwegian, he's 250 to 1. But he's hit two 66s here. And so it obviously fits his eye. And, okay, he's, he's a massive prize. He hasn't done a lot of late. But the courses he's allowed to let loose because he likes to hit it, grip it and rip it, then he does well. And I think 250 to 1, you know, 50 to 1 to finish in the top 7 or 8. 266s? Is... What did he do? Roll four dice? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And he still finished Unbelievable. Yeah, two sixes and he got 14. So, yeah, he can't count. But, yeah, he's... um. Uh, do you know what? I just like him. I think he's a. I think he's a really good, really good each way bet. I'm not going to say he's going to win it, but like I said before, if you can get fifty to one for finishing seventh or eighth, then that's no. a that's a but, damn good winner. Absolutely. But let's just get him through the cut first before you start getting excited. Oh, he'll make the cut. 
You know what? He'll make. He'll be so far over the cut, he won't even be able to see the cut. Okay, that's. And you know what? Actually, I would like. Can I just say one thing before we finish off? And um, I, I love, I love this guy, and I love his comedy, and he, he passed away today. And Sean Lock. Sean Lock, yeah, yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. Sean Lock. I, I don't know, you know what, what made me think of that, but it was, um, it's, it, yeah. What, it's because you lo- It's because you locked in your last golfer. That's I locked him. Like you're only fifty-eight. Yeah. Passed away. Yeah. Bless him. So. Shame. Yeah, rest in peace. Really Sean. liked his comedy. Well, there was someone I actually wanted to go and see live, actually, but uh, obviously we'll never get the chance to. So yeah, obviously, yeah. Sad so news. Um, yeah, very sad news. So that rounds up our picks for both the Northern Trust at the Liberty what a National podcast what a and podcast the Czech Masters at Albatross Golf Course, the land of the big bird. But yeah, have you got anything else to say? No, not really, mate. That's uh, pretty much wrapped it all up, and. Uh, Hopefully our golfers will prevail this week and stop falling at that final hurdle. Well, you, well, come on, stop falling at the final hurdle. We, no, only the week before we had two winners. All right, okay. I was complaining last week, but no, no. I mean, you know, we, we're still 169 points up since we started out at the Masters. We are in profit, guys. So you know, our picks have served us well, and hopefully you've benefited from it this week. No, I'm, this I'm, year, this well, month, yeah, not this, this millennium. <laughs> Yeah, what is it? So, where are we next week, bro? Next week, we are at the BMW Championship for the next event on the playoff roster. And we're also in, is it Switzerland, is it? At uh, Cancercière, I think it is. Cancercière. for the Omega European Masters. We are, yeah. Crans Montana in Switzerland. We'll um, We'll be looking at that and we'll be sort of previewing that tournament looking back on this week and for the bmw championship next week um the second event of the playoffs we're at caves valley golf Club. caves valley yes where is that in caves valley i don't know <laughs> <laughs> where is caves valley um oh, do you know what i have no idea mate because i wasn't even going to look at that till next week well i know it's where's the state md what's the state md Oh, crikey. Now you're asking, aren't you? Well, come on. This is what people, people love. Um, you know, you're yeah, the older... I haven't got to next week yet, have I? Come on. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you where it is. It's in Maryland. Oh, oh, Maryland. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, so We're in Maryland that... next week, guys. <laughs> we are, yeah. She doesn't know it yet, but we'll be there. Anyway, <laughs> so that is it from Bros and Birdies, the golf podcast for another week. Fingers crossed for our picks this week. Go on to Twitter, social media, follow us, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Send us some love. But also, like I said, if you want to hear that edited um, podcast with <laughs> the Patrick Cantley um, phenomena, then um, get onto Twitter. Send us a message. I'll send it to you, direct message, and you can listen to it. It'll he make will, you laugh. because he's evil. He's evil. It, it'll make you laugh. It'll oh, make you laugh. If it but doesn't hey, make you laugh, there's something wrong with you. Hey, are you laughing at me? Anyway, so for this week, I think it's goodbye. So it's goodbye from me, the younger, good-looking brother. And, um, oh, 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 listeners, can I just turn around and say congratulations to the older brother, the older brother who plays bowls. Yes, I know it's an old man's sport. But you know what? He's an old man. But he's, he's got into finals. He's in the finals all over the place. He's in the finals of the women's championship. He's in the finals. <laughs> he's in the finals of everything. He's in the finals of the disability competition. 
He's, do, you know, do you know what? He's in the finals of everything. So wish wish him luck. They're coming up soon. I know he's going to be practicing with Jack um, coming up and getting polishing his balls. But yeah, good luck to that. And so till next week, I can't wait to join you and um, look back at our picks. So from me, it's goodbye. And from my big brother, it's... It's also goodbye from me as I go off to shine my balls and play with the big red ones. They're size fours, by the way. Oh, hello. They're swollen. You might want to get them looked at. All right. Good luck, guys. Bye. Take care.